You're listening to Simulcast, a podcast about healthcare simulation. So welcome to another episode of Simulcast. I'm Victoria Brazel, and today I'm joined for a pause and discussed episode with Dr. Tim Chaplin. How are you, Tim? I'm well, thanks, Vic. Thanks very much for having me on Simulcast. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. So for those that don't know Tim, he's an eMERGE doc, as they say in Canada, and assistant professor in the Department of Emergency Medicine at Queen's University in Kingston, Canada. Some of you on social media might know Eve Purdy, who works with him there. Uh, Tim's also the SIM lead for the department, and he's got some research interests in SIM-based education and in resuscitation. And like many of us, very interested in simulation as an educational tool and has developed some uh, simulation-based trauma education, as well as uh, something that's dear to many of our hearts, a nightmares course for junior residents who cover the on-call. So I met Tim uh, in Boston recently where he was presenting a poster on a very interesting project where he's looking at simulation-based research across a number of Canadian emergency medicine programs. And I thought this would be something that uh, Simulcast listeners might be interested in, both from the point of view of research and collaboration. So, Tim, let's uh, get into it. Why don't you tell me what was the challenge here? What got you interested in this project and what were you trying to solve? So, there were two main drivers behind this project. Firstly, the goal of the specific project and the one that you alluded to that I presented in in Boston was to document the current simulation-based research activity in emergency medicine in Canada, and then to establish national research priorities going forward. Um, We felt that there was a gap, um, that there was a lot of good work going on within the simulation community, uh, but there was little interaction between institutions. And I would say that the second goal of this project Um, was almost as a proof of concept in that we had very recently established a national simulation collaborative um, that we've called CASEC, Canadian Emergency Medicine Simulation Educators Collaborative. It's quite the mouthful. Um, Yeah, I think you're going to have to come up with something a bit trendy. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. We've got a few other catchy ideas, but for now we're CASEC. And we wanted to start with a project that highlights the scholarship that is already going on from a national perspective, and then how can we move forward as a group? And so those were the two main drivers behind the the project. Okay, so you've got this idea that people are all on a little bit of an early part of a learning curve, and you're trying to connect them as a community so you can benefit from each other. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. So uh, from what I understand, you um, worked with a group of people and then you went out to try and find what are people up to, what are they doing? So give us a little flavor of uh, what you've found so far. So far, we found that there are just over 50 active simulation-based research projects in emergency medicine across the country. We've reached out to all of the postgraduate training programs across Canada there are 16. And we've had representation from 15 of those 16 sites. Most of these projects, um, so just over 60% are in the education and training category. Uh, About a third of them are in the education and assessment category. And only a few, about two of the 52 
fit into the unique specialty topics category. And we took that categorization scheme from um, uh, some U.S. data, the Academic uh, Emergency Medicine Symposium. So what Tim's referring to here is the 2017 Academic Emergency Medicine Consensus Conference, Catalyzing System Change Through Healthcare Simulation Systems, Competency and Outcomes by William Bond and many other co-authors. And I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a great article thinking about research frameworks. You're listening to Simulcast. And uh, I'm not, I guess, surprised particularly by that, but uh, I guess this is because most of those people involved are educators primarily and they're using SIM for education. So then their scholarly work uh, becomes about the education. Was that the feel you had for the projects? It was. And I think we're recognizing that simulation really has a much broader uh, potential. Um, but certainly the focus of this group is going to be heavily uh, on the education side of, <clears throat> of simulation scholarship. However, we're not trying to exclude, um, you know, simulation for um, systems issues or for uh, novel innovation uh, testing. And as you sort of look through those things, I suppose you've drawn together a community of practice around emergency medicine and simulation. But I imagine, and certainly knowing some of the names on your list of collaborators, some of those people also have good connections within their institution to other simulation and educators. Um, How are you finding people are sort of navigating the overlapping networks uh, in terms of accessing research expertise and support? Yeah, so we're, we're relatively new as a group, so I, I'm not sure I have too much to, to comment on there, but I would say we've been extremely lucky. We've been, part of it's probably the classic right place at the right time, and that we've reached out to um, representatives that we knew were interested in simulation, um, kind of intrinsically motivated, if you will, to advance the field. And we've had uh, astounding input and buy-in and so we're, we, so far, we've been very lucky uh, with a great group of people uh, from across Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to flesh out those examples even more, so uh, give us a sense of how complex or otherwise some of these projects are. I'm guessing you've got you know, a number that are, we put this intervention in and now we're trying to demonstrate its effectiveness uh, and people with variable skill sets maybe in qualitative and quantitative research, but give me a little sense, um, the next level down. Right. I think at this point we're trying to bite off projects that are um, manageable um, and we're kind of in the quote-unquote small win phase uh, as we're building this collaboration. Down the road, we, we absolutely hope that we become a platform where people can bring their projects. Um, they want to kind of scale up to national uh, sizes um, to increase, you know, the sample size of learners or to uh, validate um, curricula or assessment tools on a national scale. Uh, but at this point, we are sticking to kind of more small, manageable projects until we get our, our feet wet and our um, comfort as a group. 
Yeah, that sounds uh, eminently sensible and something that takes time looking at others who've been successful in that uh, strategy. One of the things that I noted in your future priorities was a simulation for high stakes assessment. And I recall our conversations in Boston. It does seem like there's a lot of appetite for that within your programs. Is that something that's kind of externally driven or internally driven? Give a sense of uh, you know how that fits in with this picture. Yeah, I, uh, I'm lucky to work with um, Andrew Hall, who's um, also a simulation scholar and part of our our group. And he's he's been the main driver locally and recently nationally at our our Cape conference, our National Emergency Medicine conference, um, in in bringing this topic really to uh, to a focus. And it seems like as a specialty, Canada is ready to start that dialogue of uh, using summative assessment as part of the uh, in the licensing um, process uh, to become an emergency medicine in Canada. So we're still at the beginning steps, but uh, really Andrew Hall has been the instrumental in driving that forward. Yes, well, that's, a, I guess, another whole podcast or 10. Yeah. Uh, but I think yeah. what would be gratifying is if that is paralleled with your research priorities so that you can really demonstrate the validity of those processes or otherwise and indeed how um, sustainable and feasible they are. So I think, as you say, maybe there's a lot of right place, right time for you. Uh, so you mentioned before about right place, right time, and it occurs to me you do have a really large group of collaborators, geographically uh, diverse, some of whom are already friends of Simulcast, Andrew Petrozniak, Kyla Kaners have both been guests of ours. Uh, obviously, Brent um, has written a lot about communities of practice. Um, how have you managed to get those people together? How do you actually run the process? Uh, because I think many people find this a big challenge. Yeah, that's a good question. I reflected on that before um, before speaking with you today. I think it, it started with a few local discussions and we had the idea of initiating um, a national dialogue or, or group of simulation educators. Um, and we specifically wanted to bring together a boots on the ground perspective um, rather than the established simulation researchers or administrators. Um, so to clarify, our, our group is made up of generally younger faculty who are actively teaching simulation and who are starting um, scholarship around simulation within their respective institutions. Um, and as I, as I mentioned before, we've been really lucky um, as this seems to have been so far worked out really well. There's a lot of energy at, at our meetings. Um, and I think we've, we're starting to share a collective vision uh, moving forward. Yeah, and uh, easy to say, I'm sure, but um, takes a fair bit of responsibility and uh, leadership to make that happen. Uh, while we're naming names, I I'm going to claim some connection to your group. Uh, Eliane Raymond Defray spent a year with us uh, at the Gold Coast as a Sim Fellow, so uh, I'm sure she's uh, taking great steps forward there as well. All right, Tim. Well, so we've uh, done some great collaboration. We've got some interesting snapshots so far. We've got some plans into the future. Um, have you got sort of advice for people about thinking about starting on something like this, about either building the community of practice or indeed thinking about how to do collaborative research on a statewide level? Um, I think there does need to be a bit of an appetite um, 
or a value added um, for members of the of the group. And I think we made it clear from the outset that we were uh, really trying to focus on on creating scholarship. Um, we uh, set goals, both short term and long term, right off the bat. And um, we, again, by design, invited people to the table that we felt um, were at a stage in their career when when they would be interested in initiating new projects and really finding niches within simulation scholarship. Uh, and, and so far, um, we've been able to tackle a few small projects and we've got visions for, for taking over the world. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, just one thing there that I think you mentioned but maybe didn't emphasize is also you do have a backbone in terms of your professional society that's probably helped be at least a connector if not an umbrella that you can uh, work together with as well. Yeah it's interesting that you mentioned that we specifically at least initially we had not uh, collaborated with the with our CAPE organization. Um, They're a great group don't get me wrong we all support them fully but um, we wanted to avoid some of the administration, shall we say, momentum um, behind setting up a um, a group within Cape. And so at this point, we are separate, but we are collaborating with them. And uh, yeah, the plan would be to be um, certainly in step with, with Cape's uh, guidelines and uh, yeah. yeah, and I think that's really important to think about as you're doing innovation, how you navigate uh, and connect with organisations but not be constrained by them. And it sounds like you're striking a happy balance and I'm loving the term administration momentum. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm also loving the term take over the world. So, uh, Tim, <laughs> we wish you and your group well. We'll look forward maybe to an update on with Simulcast uh, in 12 months or so to see where you're at and see what other projects are happening. And uh, all the best for your work with the team. Thanks very much, Vic. I was happy to be here again. Simulcast. 